Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Can your savings weather an economic storm? There are very few physical assets you can invest in that are proven to stand the test of time. Gold has withstood as a valued form of money for millennia. And Birch Gold lets you convert a retirement account into a tax-sheltered IRA and physical gold. That doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. Text COAST to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. Text COAST to 989898 and secure your savings today. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Nancy Dennison back with us. Writer, retired healthcare lawyer, former litigator, and a very prestigious 270 attorney regional law firm. That's big. A licensed private pilot, former licensed private investigator. She holds a BS degree, magna cum laude, in the double majors of chemistry and biology, a BA degree, magna cum laude, in psychology, and a doctorate in jurisprudence. Answers from the Afterlife is one of her books that came out in 2016, and her latest one is called Create a New Reality, Move Beyond Law of Attraction Theories. Nancy, welcome back. How are you? I'm great. How are you, George? I'm so excited to talk with you again. You have so many degrees. My gosh. Congratulations. Thanks. I love learning. I've I've continued to learn my whole life. My soon-to-be 21-year-old granddaughter has her private pilot's license, and just got her commercial license. Oh, yay. That's That's, pretty good. That's really an accomplishment. And for a woman to do it, I mean, when I was flying, there were so few women pilots that when I came into an airport, the the guy on the mic would say, in the control tower, say, hi, Nancy. I love it. I love it. But she probably won't have any problem getting a job when she graduates from school, will she? I don't think so. (laughs) There's a shortage of pilots out there. There is, and I'm just so thrilled to have another woman pilot out there. That's great. So anyways, tell us about yourself. What have you been up to over the last uh, year or six months? Uh, pandemicking. <laughs> Hiding? Panicking and pandemicking. Um, I'm writing a new book. I am trying to explain in my new book the differences among the various categories of near-death experiencers and why there's really no research uh, published by the academicians on people like me who spent a long time in the afterlife. Like the categories of near-death experiences range from someone who just got out of body and never really left the physical environment. That's called a near-death experience, if they were near death. And then there are people who get out of body and go into the light. Mm-hmm. I call that an afterlife experience. And you've had three of those. I've had three of those. And the people who go into the light 
99% of them never really escape human thinking. They aren't in there long enough to transition back to their natural spiritual way of thinking. So everything that they report about the experience makes, us, makes heaven sound just like earth, only better. And then there's a small category of people like me, and there are others like me, who are in the afterlife long enough to escape the human way of thinking and to escape religious beliefs and to see information pristinely as source, what we call God, presents it. If you're going to have one of these, Nancy, do you prefer to have the afterlife experience or the near-death experience? I would prefer to have the afterlife experience, but I don't recommend dying to anybody. It's really not good for your health. We don't want that at all, but coming back is not all bad either, right? Yeah, it can be. Really? Can I tell you my favorite near-death experience story about coming back? Absolutely. Now, did this happen to you or somebody else? No, it was somebody else. It was a guy who was reporting at one of the International Association for Near-Death Studies national conferences, and he said that, you know, he... He died, and I don't remember how he died. And he went into the afterlife, and he met Jesus. And Jesus said, you know, it's, it's time to come home. And the guy asked him, well, can I bring my genitals? And Jesus said, no. He goes, okay, never mind, I'll go back. Keep it clean. Keep it clean, Nancy. <laughs> well, I was clean, wasn't I? I think so. It's that you were on the line, but that's as clean as you can get. It's a medical term. <laughs> that's it. Medical terms work. But, you know... These near-death experiences, these afterlife experiences, what does that tell you about life itself? It, I think, is absolute proof from millions of people, thousands of which who have told their stories on the Internet and are easily accessible, that life continues after death of the body. Consciousness continues. Our personality is eternal. We don't lose anything at death except the flesh. So when you, when you fall asleep, when you fall asleep, to me, it's almost like dying. Because unless you remember your dream, there's nothing there. I mean, that's it until you wake up again. So for six, eight hours, you're lying in bed and you're you're basically dead, even though you're alive and breathing, obviously. But I mean, isn't death a little like sleeping? Not at all. It isn't. Well, at least not the way I experienced it. With um, dying, you don't you don't have that lack of consciousness. You don't have that blackness, that forgetfulness. You just you're still awake. You just and you remember everything. You know, you're conscious and you're. Do you see your body while this is happening? Your physical body. I did. And I think a number of other people do, too. You kind of, like, get out of it or something, right? Yes. You get out of it, and you can look back and see it. And go, oh, do you God. know what's going on? I think that if you are in an accident or you are very ill and you have some reasonable belief that you might die, then I think you do. But see, with me, I had no idea I died. It took a long time for me to figure that out. Because I never lost consciousness. I never saw blackness. I never, you know, nothing changed. I was still alive exactly the way I'd always been. How, how, did, how did these three experiences happen to you? What happened? The first one was during what's called a needle localization procedure, which is where a radiologist sticks a, a needle with a wire inside of it 
into a breast tumor okay. market for the surgeon. And I had anaphylactic reaction to oh, God. The, a local anesthetic. It's, and my blood sugar dropped way low. And the two of them together just killed me. And they didn't check that. They should have. My God. Well, I kept telling the radiologist, you know, uh, symptoms that I think she should have recognized as anaphylaxis. You felt it coming on, didn't you? Oh, I did for a long time, yeah. Um, How did they pull you out of that one? They didn't. I came back spontaneously because I was assigned a mission to tell everyone who would listen what had happened to me and what I'd learned in the afternoon. All right, we'll get into that mission. How about the second one? The second and third ones were... quote, command appearances <laughs> before the council of spiritual beings that were monitoring my mission. It was it one of those, she's back. That it was like that. And the first time it was, she's back and she's not doing the job. <laughs> and I felt kind of like I'd gotten a spiritual smack up the side of the head because I wasn't telling people about my near-death experience. I just, I was afraid to. Uh, and then the third one, I was told that my body was dying and that I still hadn't completed my mission, but they wouldn't hold it against me. But I had to decide, do I want to come home, no harm, no foul, that I didn't mm-hmm. complete my mission, or did I want to go back to Nancy's body? And if I went back to the body, we, my body and I, would suffer for the rest of her natural life. And so I said, oh, pick me for the suffering, you know, let's send me back, let's have the pain. No, actually, I came back for, for two reasons. One is I wanted to see what was going to happen because, you know, I'd seen the future in my first afterlife visit, and I wanted to see if that's what was going to happen. And the other one was I felt really bad that I hadn't completed my mission, and I, I'd never failed like that before. Well, by coming back the way you did, was that your decision or someone else's? The first time, I'm not sure. You know, I kept saying mentally, somebody ought to tell those people down on earth, you know, what I just learned. And next thing I know, I'm coming back into the body, you know, this like whirlwind of almost like wind. And I was saying over and over, I didn't mean me. (laughs) Somebody's got to tell them, but I didn't mean me. And then the second two times, I I chose to, to come back. Now, you were showing future realities can you tell us a little bit about that? I think the biggest one was that um, Earth, is, Earth history is divided into what I was told are three epics. And there were extremely few actual words used during my afterlife experiences. And one of them was epic, uh, only it was pronounced epoch. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's because I didn't know the word or what, but um, the. I was shown, you know, that the first epic was when, um, you know, dinosaurs roamed the earth, and you know that one ended. We're in the second one now, and then there's a third one coming, and it's, you know, it's not like tomorrow, but we are in the transition to the third epic. And what I was shown was that most of the human population will die off by choice. By I mean, choice. Every soul will be given the opportunity to decide, do you want to stay on earth and try to help get through the transition from inside a body, or do you want to come home where you have a lot more power and try to help with the transition from spiritual life? 
Will this all be done at the same time? Or no, we're did- in it now. We're in this transition now, and that's why so many people are dying from, well, COVID. And everything else, yeah. And Yeah, and everything else, and all the natural disasters and wars. And but I don't think that they're making that decision to leave, are they? Well, the body certainly isn't, but the soul is. So you think that these people in their dying process, when given the opportunity and the choice, they elect to stay on the other side? Yes. Each soul upon incarnation or before incarnation decides on an exit strategy. And, you know, because, you know, we know when we come into living flesh that it's going to die eventually. So we know there's going to be a death and we get to kind of pre-plan what that's going to be. And we can change that plan, you know, as we go along. But, yes, souls are aware. And, and you've seen it in people who are dying. You know, they are, are ill and aren't dying, but they know they're going to die. Um, but the soul kind of plans for that and decides. Interesting take. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Can your savings weather an economic storm? Think about what you've put away for the future. Inflation could render cash worse. Worthless. Real estate can crash like in 2008. Economies built on a mountain of debt can fall like a house of cards. And there are very few physical assets you can invest in that can stand the test of time. Gold has withstood as a valued form of money for millennia. It's why people are flocking to it now and why Birch Gold is busier than ever. Through a little-known tax loophole, Birch Gold can let you convert a retirement account into a tax-sheltered IRA and physical gold. And the best part, it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket to make that change. To learn more, text COAST to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. Let me ask you this again. Can your IRA or 401k weather an economic storm? If not, call the people I trust, Birch Gold. Text COAST to 989898 and secure your savings today. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, you saw visions of another war? No, I didn't see like a world war. But in this transition, you know, there are a number of wars. And, of course, you know, the Ukraine war would be one of them. Sure. Because that's one of the scenarios in which souls can choose you know, to stay or to go. But I did not see any nuclear war. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. If there had been one, would you have seen it in I the future? I would have seen it. Now, the question, George, is would I remember it? 
because when I was coming back into my body, ah. I was trying to memorize as much as I could. But with, when we're inside these bodies, we're stupid. I mean, we're dumb in a bag of rocks. We can't hold the intelligence, the, the knowledge, the information that we can while we're in the afterlife. So I could feel all this information just like slipping away from me, and I couldn't grasp it. So I remember, you know, like sometimes I'll remember one sentence about a topic. Sometimes I'll remember enough for a book, like manifesting when I wrote my book, Create a New Reality. So I think I would have remembered because it's such a significant event. But on the other hand, I didn't think I was coming back to Earth. So I didn't really care what the future was. You thought this was it for you? You were made the transition? Yeah. I was done. I was home. How much time are you gone, Earth time? Is it just seconds, minutes, hours, no, weeks? Was, what is it? It was minutes. It was long enough for the radiologists and radiation uh, to, to revive you? No, they... They left the room and left me alone and went and developed the last set of films. I think we were like five or six or seven or eight sets of mammography films trying to get the needle in the right place. And they took a break. And when they came back, they'd been in the room for a little while before I came back into the body. So you basically had that uh, afterlife experience while they were gone. You basically yes. died while they were gone. Yes. Oh, my God. And we're guessing maybe 10, 15 minutes. And the brain was without oxygen that long? Yes. And my first MRI after I came back showed extensive damage damage in the, in the white matter region. Don't go telling people I got gray matter damage. <laughs> Probably have some of that, but most of it was in the white matter region. And, like, I lost, like, whole bodies of information. Like, before I died, I could speak passable French. Nothing now. Nothing. I can play the piano. Nothing now. That's gone. Wow. I can multitask. I do well to do one task at a time now. Has the, they, they say the brain doesn't regenerate cells. I'm not sure about that. No, I think current science is that brain cells do regenerate. Yeah, they used to say no, but I, yeah. I think they do. But, you know, the brain only runs the biology, the mechanics of the body. There's no intelligence stored in the brain. Have you ever had a past life regression or anything like that? I tried, and I, I thought at the time that I had seen past lives, but when I actually saw them in the afterlife, because like during my life review, you know, while Nancy's life was replaying in the life review, I, I'm saying to myself, oh, I've been there, done that. I got back memories of all the other physical lives I'd lived, hundreds of thousands of them all over the universe. And that, compared to what I thought I was getting in this past life regression, no comparison. You know, the information that I got in that past life, completely false. What I got in the afterlife was true, and I remembered every single moment of every single life. And so I learned through that experience, and also by receiving information in the afterlife, that there's no such thing as a past life regression. The, those memories mm -hmm. that are brought back aren't really from past lives. They're, see, the soul is like a, a recorder. It's an audio, video, emotional recorder. It records every single moment of life, everything you think, everything you feel, everything you dream, and can't tell the difference between you know, what you see in a movie versus what you actually do in life. It's all there, recorded by the soul. 
And so when you get out of body, and I think during past life regression, you, you might have an experience of kind of getting out of body, at least partway, and the soul is free to generate its memories, you can pick up all kinds of stuff. But it's just from the soul's recorder, not from actual life. In the afterlife, in the afterlife, do you experience things that you are glad or that you wish you never did? Both, during the life review. Now, the afterlife experience itself is wonderful. I mean, it's just incredible. It's blissful. It's loving. It's accepting. It's more than you could ever imagine heaven being like. But the life review, when your soul is playing back that recorder of everything that you had done and seen and heard and thought and dreamed and felt while you're in this particular body, that captures the good and the bad. And you not only see from your perspective what you did that you would have considered bad, but you get to feel it from the perspective of everybody else who participated in the event. So if you hurt somebody, you will feel their pain Uh during your life review. It's like karma. Well, I think it's a lot more... Direct? Yeah, and immediate. And so all those people that worry about, you know, Hitler and never being punished, well, he's relived all of that horror. Every single one of those people suffering and their death and their angst relived it all during his um, life review. Interesting. Did you see angels on the other side? I saw what I was calling energy beings. And then after I got back and started writing my books, I realized that other afterlife experiencers called them beings of light. So I started calling them beings of light. They're not, there's, there aren't really any angels, but I think what people think are angels are these beings of light because they can take on any appearance they want or no appearance at all, just light. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 